quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found Connective Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're back after my month-long break, and I'm glad to be back sharing parenting ideas with all of you. So I get this question often, and there's been a lot of Instagram hubbub around the idea of consequences. And, you know, the question always is, how do you raise children without consequences in a world where there are heavy consequences as adults? How will they know right from wrong? And if they're never taught something will happen when they do the wrong thing, where will we end up having these kids be in this world? And it's such a good question. So first of all, let's just agree that it's not a consequence we're talking about. We're really talking about a punishment because if you're trying to say, how will they not know what's right from wrong, unless you do something to inflict pain on them, then that's really the same thing as a punishment. It's not a consequence. And are, is a consequence the same thing as a punishment? In my mind, they really are, unless we're talking about natural consequences. And we'll get there in a minute. So we want to inflict pain on a child in order for them to do better or to respond better. So if our child hits and we respond by spanking or sending them to their room or taking away their screen time, that's a parent-imposed consequence. That's a punishment. It's very different than a natural consequence. Natural consequences are good teachers, right? We all learn that if we don't remember to eat our lunch, we might be hungry. If you hit a child and they don't want to play with you anymore, those become natural consequences. Those kinds are great at teaching our kids all kinds of lessons. And I, I tell parents to really kind of let those happen where you can, where it's safe so that kids can learn through experiences in life. But if the parent is involved in deciding the consequence, that's not a natural consequence. That is a punishment or what some people also call a consequence. This doesn't mean we don't set limits. If our child is hitting and we get in between the two kids 
and we stop the hitting from happening and we help the kid get back online. And later we have a conversation about how do we manage our feelings instead of hitting or what happened? Why did you hit? What's going on? What's the bigger picture? That's a place where we're teaching and our child is learning. We don't just say, you're, you've hit, you go to your room, you're in trouble. And what, where have we left our child in those moments? What have they learned and what have we taught? We all want our kids to do the right thing, right? Research tells us that if you want your child to become moral, if you want them to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, that you actually need to raise them without punishments. Kids who are punished, they worry about getting punished all the time. So their mind is preoccupied with that. They lie. They don't want to take responsibility when they've done something wrong because they're worried about the punishment. They're angrier. They don't know how to control their emotions. They don't develop as much empathy for other people because no one has empathy for them. So they kind of lose their ethics and they're, they're more concerned with this power dynamic. They learn that there's a victim and that there's a villain and somebody's wrong and somebody's right. And they're steeped in this idea of what's just and how can they make sure that they are not being treated unjustly. They use force sometimes to solve problems because maybe they've been taught to use force. And they're not as connected to us because the relationship is ruptured. So punishment really cheats the children out of the help they need to manage their emotions. It adds this extra shame and guilt that only make them act worse. And it models acting from fear instead of acting from love. It models that we want to use force and not compassion. And that we value hurting one another either with our words or with our physically. I don't think that's really what any of us set out to teach. And I think parents don't want to really use punishments slash consequences because they want to inflict pain. They just don't know any better or they don't know what else to do. Let's talk about the idea of logical consequences and how there are many different parenting methodologies out there. And some of them really advocate for logical consequences. What are logical consequences? And how do we delineate really when you can give a logical consequence or when you shouldn't? People will say, if the kid is playing in the, in the water table and they throw the water in your face, that you take the water table away. Sure, I guess logically, if you're into using consequences, that makes sense. You're taking the water table away. You're saying you can't play with it anymore because you don't know how to play with it. Now, do we believe that that will help the situation? Will the child go to the water table next time and not th throw the water? They could, but are they doing it because they know it's the moral thing to do inside of their body, that they've chosen the right thing to do? Or have they been forced to do that because they're so scared they don't want the water table taken away? And if they splash a little water out, are they nervous they're going to get in trouble? So now is their play impeded? If they don't, if they just splash the water anyway, they keep getting the water table taken away. I don't know if those are the two outcomes I'm really looking for in my parenting. I think if the child splashes the water at you, you can come with play. You can say, oh, little kids who splash the water are going to get kisses. And now we've told them, hmm, splashing the water at me isn't exactly what I want, but let me get you connected again. Let me get you feeling better so that maybe you won't do it again. Or maybe you'll think twice about it 
internally on your own. I'm not forcing you. I'm not forcing your hand. I'm not forcing your morality. I'm allowing you to come up with it on your own. And maybe you will make a mistake again. Maybe you will splash the water again. And is that okay too? So if you're into consequences, yes, logical ones seem logical. Do I think they work? No. Do I think they're necessary? Absolutely not. I don't believe consequences work if they're logical or illogical. In my mind, they still inflict emotional pain on the child. Now, are we talking huge pain when we take the water table away? No, not necessarily. But what if you're taking the water table away and then you're taking the truck away that was thrown and then you're always using this as your way in which you parent? Does the child feel a certain way about you after a while? I think so. In my humble opinion, I believe so. And do the consequences, logical consequences work? And are they fruitful? Or are there other ways in which we can come to our children when they've done the quote unquote wrong thing or made a mistake? Can we use connection as opposed to using our force and using our, you know, the idea that we're bigger and stronger and that we can control the situation? The other idea is too, is that if you get into this tete-a-tete with some of these strong-willed kids with consequences, you're going to get into a power struggle. And I don't know that you're going to have much success moving forward because kids who are strong-willed are just going to take you to task with their, their own will and they might never back down. So are you going to be constantly using quote-unquote logical consequences to try to put this kid in their place? That's what consequences do. So moving forward, instead of using logical consequences, punishments, other consequences, anything punitive, can we use connection? Can we use play? Can we come to a child when they're doing the wrong thing? And can we stop for a moment and think, how can I get this kid to do better by using love and compassion and connection as opposed to being punitive? Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. Okay, let's go back to this idea that kids will only do the right thing if they know something bad is going to happen to them. I think that's a pretty sad way to think of humanity, that the only way a person or a child is not going to do the wrong thing is that if something bad happens to them. I think this goes back to the whole idea that children don't know better and that they are just these soulless creatures walking around doing crazy things. Maybe they seem like that because they have prefrontal cortex that are not, you know, fully developed. They're operating with an immaturity and they do do a lot of crazy things when they're little. But I don't think it's because they lack morality or that they lack the insight to know what what is right and what is wrong. Certainly humans are capable of bad things. 
but they're also capable of compassion and decency and, and sacrifice on the behalf of others. And research shows that kids like all humans do right when they feel good inside, that they have a generous spirit, that they want to be empathic, that they want to be joyous because they feel good and they feel good inside when someone is there for them, when someone is their confidant, when someone is supportive. So the most important thing we can do to get kids to behave is to help them see themselves as good, as doing the right thing. Punishments, as we've already seen, don't help them see themselves that way. It it lowers their self-esteem and makes them self-doubt, have self-doubt. And our loving guidance and our connection help them rest in their mind and help them feel good about themselves. Okay, one more point and I'll get off my soapbox. So children don't have fully developed frontal cortex. We already know this. And it isn't that they don't know right from wrong. And if they don't know right from wrong, they don't need a punishment to tell them. Let's agree there. It's that they can't stop themselves from doing what's wrong, even if there's a consequence. If the punishment worked, you would never have to use it again. Instead, kids who are punished actually behave worse over time than kids who aren't punished. Listen, we have jails full of people who have done the wrong thing. Do we really believe those people were never punished? Do we really believe those people never got in trouble before they got to jail? Of course they did. They're not in there saying, nobody ever punished me. I don't know right from wrong. I can't understand society's rules. I'm so confused. Absolutely not. They were not listened to. They were not understood. They were not guided and helped. They were not shown how to manage emotions. They were probably just punished. So they didn't end up in jail because they weren't taught right from wrong. You can live in this society for a very short time and understand if I do something wrong, I'll go to jail or what the police mean or all of these things that we can gather from just living in this world. They ended up in jail because they were punished instead of guided lovingly, which meant they felt icky inside and they couldn't manage their feelings. Now, I'm not saying they're necessarily the best people on earth, but I'm saying that had they been given more support, maybe they wouldn't be where they are. And if we want our children to learn not to hurt others, not because they will get hurt if they don't, but because they don't want to be the kind of person who hurts other people, our job is so much bigger than teaching kids to be scared so they don't do the wrong thing. Our job is to teach kids to want to do the right thing. And I don't believe logical consequences aid in this at all, or any consequences, or any punishments. So if you really are serious about preparing your children for the real world, there are heavy consequences as adults. We already know this. We need to help them develop the ability to manage their feelings. That's the only way they're going to be able to manage their behavior. We have to model these things. We have to model right from wrong. We need to talk and listen to feelings. We have to talk about values, about decisions to help our child develop their prefrontal cortex So they'll be able to control their behavior. The idea is this. When our child does something wrong, usually, oftentimes, there's a reason. They hit their brother because their brother knocked down their blocks. They're in a bad place. They did the wrong thing. 
Now, if we can stop for a moment and say, honey, what happened? Why'd you hit your brother? And if she says, I hit my brother because he knocked down the blocks, can we say to the brother, why did you knock down the box? Now, when we're here in this moment, this is a teachable moment. You don't need a punishment to have a teachable moment. You don't need a logical consequence to understand your children better. What you need is a loving presence where you don't believe one child or one person is a villain and doing the wrong thing because they have an ulterior motive. We have to open our minds and think a little deeper and say, hey guys, what can we do? This was, this was a bad situation. How can we make this better? Can we talk about it? Can we discuss where the teachable and learning is going on right here? That's discipline. Logical consequences aren't in my mind. I don't think they help anything. I don't think they work. And a lot of positive parenting methodologies really use logical consequences. Although even in those programs, they say, use them very sparingly. But what happens is we don't because we don't know what else to do. Because if you say, yeah, we use logical consequences, but you don't know these ideas of connection, you don't understand the ideas of learning and teaching, you don't really understand the idea of discipline, then you heavily rely on those things because you don't know what else to do. And then that's when it doesn't work anymore because our kids don't feel good about us. Okay, I'm getting off my soapbox, everybody. There's lots of good materials on how to talk to your kids about empathy, my um, guide to empathy. If you're having sibling issues, there's always my sibling course, which is really great siblings, not rivals. And come to my Instagram and see all the wonderful posts. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I have great news. I will be airing two episodes each week. So please join me both on Tuesday and on Thursday for more Peace and Parenting Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.